Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Encore Podcast. I'm your host, Michael C. Brown, and today uh, we have somebody very, very special on the podcast. It is one of our very own beloved staff members, Miss Christy Kennedy is in the building. Christy, thank you so much for being on Encore Podcast. How are you feeling? Feel good. Back in the classroom, so it feels pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are yeah. back at it. So for those people that don't know, we are um, officially back at it. This is the first week back for teachers and uh, professionals in the building, uh, what we call pre-service here in Carroll County. And so this is an opportunity for all of us to kind of come together, uh, get ourselves together first before the kids come back. So, um, you know, it's an exciting time to say the least. So uh, Christy may be a little bit tired and weary because the teachers had to wake up early now too, coming back from summer. So how, how are you, how are you adjusting to all that Christy coming back, waking up early again, you know, starting to develop your lessons and those type of things. How is all that going for you? Oh, uh, coffee is key. Uh, I'll put that out there. Um, <laughs> that's been a really big help. I, um, having two dogs that don't let you sleep in anyway, that helps. So I think I've been in training all summer long for this. So <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good. So you just so look, this is the thing, <laughs> you know, we're going to tackle this, this first, yeah. but before we get into that, I just want you to let people know, uh, you know, what your role here is is at Winter's Mill uh, and, and what you do, because you kind of have a, kind of multiple roles for our school. Uh, so we could talk about that a little bit and then we'll get into We're going to talk about your dogs. So you don't jump the gun. We're going to talk about your dogs in a second, okay. but just about what your current role is at Winter's Mill High School. Well, first and foremost, I am a social studies teacher. Uh, I get to teach world history, U.S., geographies. I, I do a little bit of this. I do a little bit of that. Uh, along with that, I'm the advisor of Cultural Differences Unite, um, CDU. I am also the equity liaison where I get to work with Dr. Moore and help to develop like techniques and different things that will help to benefit all students in our community. I am also, or I also sit on this as a sit chair on the sit committee, uh, where I get to work with all staff to help to develop different goals to help um, raise our students up. I'm oh, sure there's other stuff. That seems like a lot of goals. Is that, is that I mean, a lot of roles? Is that, is that like, okay, okay, okay. Um, do you want to just add something else to what you do? I mean, is there anything else that you want to do that you haven't done? Same, I mean, are you dropping something on me right now <laughs> no i can't i haven't thought about it. give me some more time and trust me we can, we can do that um so you talked about your dogs a little bit yeah those of you that don't know uh trust me i'll go probably get you to stand up on the camera for those people that are, yeah. are in the visual <laughs> option of this podcast and uh she's not that tall so she has two of the biggest dogs possible. So I'm going to get her to talk a little bit about the breed of her dogs and why she has such big, massive dogs and just how that goes in your life, in your household, in the Kennedy household. Well, I have two English Mastiffs. So altogether about 300 pounds of dog 
we got going on in our house, running around doing their thing. I, I'm going to be my family for this because I grew up with big dogs. We had Rottweilers, we had Dobermans, uh, German Shepherds. That was us. I know I took it a step further with the uh, Mastiffs, but um, that's a little bit on them. Uh, they're great. Oh, they're, I mean, they're just big couch potatoes. Um, they don't move for anything. If they're sleeping, they're not moving. So, you know, you just walk over them and things like that. But yeah, that's a uh, Bernadette and Jacqueline. So Bernadette's named after four tops and Jacqueline is named after Jacqueline Kennedy. So we got our own Jackie O in the house. And you're telling me that these dogs don't yes. scare don't scare your neighbors or kids that walk by or any of those things like do people just walk out of your way when you're walking your dogs both of them at the same time i mean if you know us you're good um but if you don't know uh we're known i'll just put it that way we are known in the neighborhood they know whose house it is i i've seen people sometimes cross the street to go by our house because they 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 want to be recognized they just need a little shout out every once in a while and then they're cool they're cool but um we have a lady next door she makes some homemade treats she brings them over so as long as you have treats you're good you're, you're in <laughs> wow well um i don't know i i'm not i'm not uh, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good for where I'm at. I'm good. I, I will admire them from afar and just take your word for it, how beautiful they are, how great of acting dogs they are. How how about that? Just let me know. Just let me know. <laughs> so um, you talked about these different roles that you have. Talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, having those particular roles in the school building and you know how that kind of relates to trying to have a positive impact on the school here at winners mill so how are you able to do that with your multiple roles well i everything i do the students are the focus so it it's really is never feels like a lot or i know it might sound like a lot but when the focus is on them it's it's just part of the culture and the community here. And if I'm uplifting them or I'm doing what I can to make sure they get the resources that they need to be challenged and support it, it's, it is not a job at all. Um, along with that, I, I am a student of Carroll County Public Schools. So I've been through the system. I, I know what it's like to be them and kind of see in the future, or deciding what the future is, but it all just like influences my influence on those students. So you say you are a product of Carroll <laughs> County Public Schools. You can't yes. just mention that and then not mention what <laughs> school you are a product of. So those people that Francis. don't know. <laughs> What's the eagle sound? Do you guys have eagle sounds at FSK? No. Oh, no, I don't know. Do we? I feel like it wasn't like a caca. I don't know. What does an eagle do? <laughs> That's probably not it. We don't. We don't. We don't know. But um, so going to FSK and um, a lot of people that don't know their history in Carroll County, uh, FSK 
um, have probably, you know, to my knowledge, one of the more historic principals uh, in the school district of all time. And um, talk to me a little bit about uh, going to FSK. He wasn't your principal though, right? But you knew. No, my parents, but he knew who I was. He just, he just knew everyone. And he was very much like a man of the community. So that was really cool. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about, about that. And then also about, uh, you know, your family is a very unique situation with your family. And we've had multiple conversations about that being from Carroll County. And I, I find it, uh, you know, uber fascinating that uh, you have these stories, (laughs) these family stories of yours that a lot of people don't, don't know. So talk to me a little bit about like your, your grandfather and those type of things and what that history uh, being in Carroll County and uh, being partially African-American, what that kind of means to you. Yeah. Uh, Well, my grandfather is very much, I'll I'll actually put out there that both sides of my family are very much embedded in um, Carroll County, particularly in New Windsor. Um, Both had farms there. Um, My mom's side is German and there's a lot of German influence in New Windsor. But even just like recently, of course, I've been sharing with you um, this past year, we went on um, a field trip thing with the social studies department. And I mean, I walked in and there was a picture of my grandfather just in a museum. And it it just kind of got me one because it looked just like my dad. But Two, I, I had no idea it was there. So it's it's just really cool to like kind of be part of history um in that way because he was the very first African American dairy farmer in Carroll County. He came from Montgomery. He started his farm. I mean, it's just a beautiful farm. Of course, when I went home, I called my parents and told them and the whole family, you know how this comes out of the woodwork with their stories, with their pictures. And like, apparently like he was in jet magazine. He um, has some kind of like black review from Baltimore city came up and did a thing with him. And it's just, it has been a really cool summer. Like just hearing more and more of these stories, like my, my whole family i mean like my mom and my dad my brother my sister my aunts my uncle they all went through fsk and just i already knew that but like fully starting to understand like who we are and the impact we kind of had on the land and the culture of the area that's been a really neat thing for me particularly this summer of course it just keeps growing i mean i i was just sitting here this week and i had another picture sent to me. It was taken by some airplane in the 1960s on my grandfather's farm. And it's just like, oh my gosh, look at that. And, you know, my dad's talking about building all these things. I, I, I had no idea, including like my grandfather's favorite pig, Wilbur, and like how he used to take the pig everywhere. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me with our, our dogs. I take them everywhere. They're like part of the family. And I guess that's, it's been really neat to kind of really fully or even start to understand like almost like my role in the community. It's been really neat. Yeah. It's really, really, it's really unique. And um, I don't know. I just think you have a really unique perspective 
that um, needs to kind of be heard around the county because um, you just don't you know hear you don't hear it about the stuff every day. Mm-hmm. So um, that's amazing. So tell me, you also are. We kind of uh, stole you from another. <laughs> we stole you from another organization when you you know you first started here a few years ago, and um, you know Silver Oak was nearest and dearest to to your heart but we had to, we had to steal you from from them and but uh you and I have similar you know backstories as far as being you know uh starting out our professions in kind of like this alternative school setting so yeah. talk to me a little bit about um you know being in an alternative school setting some of those challenges and rewards and also how that kind of prepared you for the work that you're currently doing here at Winter's Mill. Well, it actually kind of goes along like um, we just gave a presentation today about belongingness and seeing more beyond the label. And um, we actually have like other people in the school that kind of came from the school, but I spent many, many years at the school and was able to drive a lot of different things uh, for that program. But you see these students and, you know, they're over six feet. They're just, you know, Musc- you just muscular tattoos, wherever on the face, whatever. And it was like the greatest experience. And they are like the epitome of never judge a book by its cover because I mean, they're just, it's just like dealing with elementary school kids. I mean, I think the most I ever did like for me um, was like, just stop touching each other. Stop it. Stop it. Or something like that. Or like Miss Kennedy, they won't let me have the green marker. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's others. But I know it's not like that for everyone and everything, but really helping those students to like challenge themselves. Because the one thing that really got to me was when some of these boys were across the stage, they were like, I, I didn't even think I was going to live to 18 or I, I never thought I'd be even looking at colleges. And I'm like, gosh, but just showing them that there's so much more out there and that they can accomplish more that maybe that they've even internalized. And like you said, that's something that has definitely influenced my time here at um, Winter's Mill. Um, Cause you have these students that don't, or they don't think that they can meet the challenges of our higher level classes. But as I tell them, I'm here, I will challenge you but I'm also here to support you. So I even think about some of the students that I've even seen this past year that I'm like, you don't belong here. You should be in honors. You should be an AP and the, or even do enrollment. And the thing is I'll push you, but I'm going to be here to support you. Even with Silver Oak, I still get um, things they want me to look at. Like, Hey, I had to write this for, college or I had one kid, he's working on his master's degree. He's like, Hey, can you just look over this for me? I'm like, yeah, I got you. And he sent it to me through Facebook, but that's just part of being a teacher. That's part of challenging your students and showing them a different world that they can access, but then also giving them the tools and support they need to be able to meet those challenges that you set for them. Yeah, it's it's funny how, you know, you go from one place to the next and um the challenges are you think they're they're so different, but yeah. there are some similarities with the challenges, uh for sure. Um yeah. I've said that before, 
is that even though we have kids that, um, you know, you think aren't as, um, you know, needy as somewhere like Silver Oak, yeah. um, that's just on a surface level. You book by its cover. That's just looking at people. Mm-hmm. Um, and us being human beings, that's what we do. I mean, we judge people within like, was it, was it the study show? Like the first, like three or four seconds or whatever, yeah. like, like yeah. seeing somebody you like already <laughs> figure out like, oh, well, they're like this, or this person's like that or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's just interesting that you have that different perspective, which I think, uh, lends itself well to the work that we're currently doing here in the school, uh, because we are focused in on, like I said, the whole child and, um, dealing with all the, the, the situations, issues that they may come with. So we are, uh, continually blessed to have you here <laughs> at the school. Um, this next question I ask of everybody that's, that I'm going to have as a guest, uh, on our core podcast, and it's just centered around passion, right? Passion, purpose, pride. That's our moniker. That's what we kind of stick by. Right. Um, of course. but give me three things that you are passionate about and give me the reasons why. Okay. Well, I would say first off education. I mean, I'm a teacher, but that's something that was instilled in me, even as a child, it was, I, it was always guaranteed I was going to go to college. I was in that things were set aside to help me to accomplish that. And it with education has just been able to like open my world and just like see these different things. And of course, I, I mean, I'm obviously I'm not done learning I, beyond like classes I might take, you know, is even diving into my own history, which I guess is my other passion is history. Um, my grandfather, my mother's father, he used to watch us when we were younger and he was a World War II vet and he would just share this like incredible history. And even in our town, like we, with the church we went to, there was, um, he was once a prisoner of war. He came over from Germany and he stayed out by Wakefield Valley. But here's this guy that just went to our church and he was this World War II vet that served but for Germany. Um, and then of course, like my own grandfather and just getting to even know him beyond like my papa and like understanding the impact he has had, not only on Carroll County society, but just like, just like black history in general. And that's been like a really cool thing to be part of which I guess then leads me to my last one, which is my community. Um, like I live in this community. I, I kind of shop in this community. I do all these things. Of course I work in this community, but it's really my history and education has really instilled the importance of just a community. And that's one thing I like, I love about here is I'm in my community. I have the chance to get to know my students and, even see them at work or, or even just out at different things. I run into them and that's really, really neat to be part of. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell by what you do each and every day that you um, really have that love for the community here. You know, you really live and die with 
you know, Carol County. You love it. You love it that much, and it comes across. Yeah. Very, yeah, like I said, you you smiling now, like you know, you talk about it, but you really have a love and a passion for it. So, um, some people they may th- pick three things. I'm like, that's not three things. Like that's not. But your three things match exactly, exactly. Yeah, they match exactly who you are as a person. Um, so, last thing I will ask you is. As we were in this whole pre-service time, you know, sometimes it's a it's a sweet time for teachers, and sometimes it's a I don't know what time for teachers, but um, it's a time for teachers to kind of refocus themselves. But you have um, new teachers that are coming into the building. You got teachers that are teaching for the very first time. You got teachers uh, that are coming from other schools where they've been a veteran teacher for umpteen years, and now they're now moving to a whole new district or moving to a brand new school and, and what those challenges and butterflies look like. Uh, what advice would you give a new teacher, whether it be to the profession or to a new building? You you came in a couple of years ago being new. What advice would you give a new teacher? I would say take the time to go to events, whether it's uh, drama performance, band, chorus, sports we got football this weekend um any thing that kind of allows you to see these students outside the classroom but then also it allows the students to see you outside the classroom um the students that come in they're so multi-dimensional and they have so much beyond whatever they present in the classroom and the one thing about Winter's Mill that we have is we have this community, right? So lean into that, get to know these students, get to know who they are. Um, it makes a difference. Yeah. I said that in a previous episode, it's like, you know, your impact uh, cannot be uh, said enough as far as, you know, you being a teacher, you being an educator in the building, uh, no matter what your role is, your impact is still immense. And um, we all got to kind of understand that, but it it, it goes beyond what's going on in your individual classrooms. It goes beyond that. It goes to a higher power than that um, each and every day because kids, they see you, but they see you outside the classroom as well. Like you're talking about you live in the community. Well, you know, there's kids that see you in the community, right? Mm-hmm. And so it means something to them. There means more to a child to see you outside of a professional setting. They get more geeked, they're more pumped about that than they do seeing you in the classroom. Oh, they just yeah, do. absolutely. They yeah, just do. Yeah. They're like, man, you in a grocery store? I didn't know you shopped. Or, you know, <laughs> hey, they don't think you're a human being until they see you outside of, of your element. Um, so that's awesome. Look, that is that's a wrap for us. I really, really do appreciate you, Christy, coming on the podcast. Um, you know, being new and everything else to this whole genre. I was like, look, let me reach out to Christy and find out if she's interested. She's no hesitation. She's like, I'm in. When, when you when you when do you need me? I'm in. I was like, okay, because I I thought I had to twist some arms or you know whatever. I did not have to do that with Miss Kennedy. So. I appreciate you being on today. Um, And just like I say, every episode, you know, Encore Podcast is giving you more of what you all want. Stay tuned, stay locked in, continue to subscribe if you haven't. 
uh, we will continue to bring you um, hopefully premier content, people that you're interested in, those type of things. Um, so I can't wait for the next episode. Thanks again, Christy, for being on. Oh, thank you for having me. This was fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right.